Hi, everyone. Welcome to Female Firesides, episode 10. I hope you have been having an amazing week and I hope your summer has been amazing. I cannot believe summer is is gone. Poof. Where to go? I have no idea. Um, But I am here with you today with another very special guest, as they all are just amazing women. Uh, Lindsay Marie Brown, who has been in my world now. It's about a year, right? I think so. About that long. About a year. So we met on Instagram. I swear, Instagram is like the magic platform for connecting. <laughs> it really is. We met on Instagram and she, I think you were doing a live tarot reading and that's how I found you. And like something you read was like, I was like, oh gosh, I feel that. <laughs> And you were running some kind of offer or something. Anyways, we did like a 90 minute, I did a 90 minute intensive with you and it was just like incredible. I'm like, I love this woman and she's going to be in my world now. So welcome to Female Firesides. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and to chat with you. This is just amazing. So thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, So if you remember... Last year when I had started the series and it was all about, um, I would do three kind of goofy questions in the beginning and I've switched that up this year. So I like to start these with asking my guests, um, if they would like to share three things that they're grateful for right now. Oh, I love that question. Yes. (sighs) Okay. One thing I'm really grateful for right now is my parents' house (laughs) because I'm currently staying there and they just have this incredible yard and just the outdoor space is so nice. And just being in the energy of where I grew up and my childhood home, I'm really grateful to have this place. So that's the first thing I'm grateful for. Amazing. Second thing I'm grateful for today, um, I'm really grateful for my partner, Sean. <laughs> he is just so supportive and fantastic. And um, I'm always grateful for him every day, but especially today, before I hopped on the podcast, uh, him and I were just drinking a cup of coffee together and having like a just a deep chat about life and to have someone who really just supports you through your ups and downs and is there to listen and to cheer you on is really invaluable. So I'm feeling very grateful to him today. And yeah, I think, I think the third thing that's just immediately present for me is I'm so grateful for my community. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for my community, all of them, the, the different communities, but I feel like to piggyback on what you said, Instagram has been such an incredible place for me to build a community of people who are amazing and doing incredible things in the world. And it's how I met you and how incredible that we can just meet each other on an internet site for lack of a better word, you know, (laughs) this platform. And then all of a sudden you're, you are entering into real life with those people where they're not just a profile or you know, a story um, or a post, but now we're getting to have this live conversation and to get deep and connect with your community and with your audience. And I'm just really, really grateful for the opportunity to be here and to connect with you. And just community is just has such a special magic to it. 
Oh, I love all of that so much. Yes. Community is incredible. I have more online friends now than like friends I've actually met in person. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Me too. I know. And I feel like some of honestly, like my best friends and people that I talk to every day live in a different state or across the world, right? They're online. And I'm like, I this know. is so crazy. I know. Cause I feel like we were kind of raised in that generation. It was like, don't talk to strangers online. <laughs> Exactly. That's so true. And now we're literally building like great, fantastic friendships with like a person we met online. Yeah, it's so wild. <laughs> I love that. So I obviously know a little bit about your business. Um, but why don't you go ahead and share like what your business is? And then I would love to know, because I don't know this part, um, how you got started with your business, like why you decided to start a business at all. So why don't we start there? Oh, yes. Beautiful questions. And get ready for a wild story because <laughs> I wish like I've been asked this question before and I wish there was like a sentence that it was like, oh, I did it because of this. But it's it's a little bit more roundabout than that. But anyway, uh, my business, what do I do? Um, I'm a certified life coach. I am a Reiki master. And I'm an intuitive tarot and oracle card reader. Those are kind of the pinnacles of my business and what I do. But I really love working with visionary women mm -hmm. who are creatives or entrepreneurs, healers. They're kind of the, the givers and the helpers and kind of like the sensitive people of the world that have a message or have a mission that they really want to share. Mm -hmm. And so I have had a lot of different clients in kind of different areas of business, but the thing that they have in common is that they have a passion and something that's really important to them that they want to put out into the world in order to help others, to serve community, to inspire. And that's kind of my personal magic is helping to empower these women, helping them to step into their most authentic self and to really become confident in their self-expression so that they can get that message out into the world. So um, it's interesting that this question is coming now at this time, because in the past, through all the different iterations of, of my business in the past few years, I have had so many labels on who I am and what I do. Like I'm a business coach or it's spiritual life coaching, or it's uh, ascension coach, or just trying to fit a label into who I am and what I do. And I just reached this point recently where I was like, you know what, what if I, I feel beyond the, I, I do so many things. I'm a multi-dimensional, really multi-passionate person. So if I wasn't going to have a label, but I really had more of like a, a mission statement, that would be a little bit more of what it is. So I do many things, but um, I kind of see myself as this guide for others that are just wanting to share something important with the world. Mm. Oh, I love all of that. You know, and you, you mentioned, or you said, you know, starting off that you are a certified life coach. And I just, I would love to, to mention that, um, you know, a lot of times for female business owners, we we think that to grow our business or to get clarity in our business or to understand our business or to do any kind of growing in our business, we need to hire a business coach, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I will tell you that <clears throat> like 
after our nine, after my 90 minute session with you a year ago, like I had so much clarity from that. I literally created an offer directly from that experience with you. So I would love to just like take this moment to reiterate, as I've said this before, but like, it's all about the person you are working with, not about their certifications necessarily, not about how much money they make. <laughs> a lot of female business owners that I know will hire a business coach just based on the, on the fact that, oh, this business coach is, you know, is a multimillionaire. They, they have to know they they've done it so they can be able to teach me kind of a thing. And it is so, it's just so not true. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I think who you work with is, is everything. And that's, that's kind of part of the journey I've been on is I thought that in order to succeed as a woman in business, especially as an online entrepreneur, that I needed to hire business coaches. And that's what I did. And then as a coach, I was like, well, I guess I have to become a business coach because that's the only type of coach that's going to make money and that people are going to want to invest in and not just invest their money, but invest their time and their energy. And Mm -hmm. I realized that the more that I stepped into some of the other facets of my life, the other things that I did, like being an intuitive person, Mm -hmm. um, being a natural healer, stepping into those modalities actually are what made my business grow, but to also really feel fulfilling. And one of the things I think about all the time And that I really believe in is that your business is a mirror for what's going on in your internal world. Mm -hmm. So if you hire a business coach, they're going to teach you about business. But if stuff is going on at home, if you're feeling uninspired, if you're going through grief, your business will reflect that. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you don't need a business coach to talk about the tactile, tangible, like money and statistics and marketing, but you actually need someone that's going to come in and say, Hey, let's bridge the gap between what's going on in your business and who you are at a deeper level. And how can your business reflect, you know, your, your most authentic self and, and yeah, I don't know your, your passions. It's just, it's deeper than money. It's deeper than vanity and metrics. It's much more to me about, who you are. And that's what people want to experience is you, your natural energy, the things that you care about, even your quirks and the things that make you goofy or weird or different. Like that's what people really enjoy. And it's something in the industry that I'm tired of seeing is everyone kind of looking the same, using the same, um, methods and kind of regurgitating the same messages over and over while some of them are really important. I'm more interested in what isn't being said or what's new or innovative and original. And so that's something that just really inspires me, but I agree with you. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's hard for that originality, right? Because like, there are so many things that are like proven strategies or proven ways to like do stuff. But I so hear you with that. If I see one more advertisement about a business coach who's scaled to millions and like, you know, can show you how to do it too, kind of a thing with, with no stress, stress-free blah. I'm like, I just die. Like I just, I'm like, but I, I'm sure I'm guilty of that too, where I've like talked about social media strategies or something that everybody else is talking about as well. And so it's, it, it can be, it can be difficult for that, but, um, yeah, no, I, I so agree with all of, 
with all of what you said. Um, so why don't we, cause I'm like dying to know now that you dropped the little hint of like, I wish it was really easy for me to answer this. So yeah. I really want to know why you started your business, how it got started and those juicy details there. <laughs> yeah. Great question. All right, here we go. Oh, so I've officially been in business for somewhere between two and three years. There wasn't really a singular moment where it was like, boom, here I am. Like I started my business. Um, but there, my journey kind of starts even a few years back before then. So really what started my curiosity with healing in particular, because I think that's kind of the through line of my business was my own personal journey with healing. So when I was um, in college, I kind of reached this dark time of my life. You can call it a dark night of the soul. You can call it, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but it was, it was tough. And I was really struggling with my anxiety at that time. And so I had suffered from panic attacks for the majority of a decade. I had my first panic attack when I was 17, was still having panic attacks into my early 20s and even mid 20s. And um, around this time, you know, I in college, I think I was around 20 or 21. It just really came to a head. And I was in a very toxic, kind of emotionally abusive relationship. I was working jobs that I wasn't really passionate about. I just felt very lost. And I looked at my friendships, they were just breaking down. My family structure was changing and, and that was breaking down. And I just felt so overwhelmed. And I remember I had this one night where I couldn't sleep because I was just super anxious and I felt like I was going to have a panic attack. And so I got up out of bed in the middle of the night and I went to the bathroom and I just looked at myself in the mirror and just started sobbing, crying. And I was just watching myself have this breakdown because I'd had many panic attacks, but I don't think I'd ever seen myself have one in a mirror before. Mm -hmm. And so it was strange, but I was watching myself have this kind of meltdown and I just saw the mess of it. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't me. And I don't know when or how or why, but there was a soft kind of inner voice that dropped in and was like, this is, this is a new beginning for you. This is the start of something. And I kind of brushed that off and didn't really think about it. And now that's kind of where I feel like my story started. But the next morning I woke up and I was just determined, like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to have these panic attacks. I don't want to be in all these places that don't fit me. And really, I was just looking at this life that I had built, that I had taken a conscious part in creating every single decision I made, I had consciously made. And like with where I was with school and all my relationships and what I studied. And I was just looking around and I was like, I don't see myself in any of this. It feels like I'm living somebody else's life. And what I was studying in school actually and diving into my studies was the only thing that kept me afloat. And I loved it. Um, and it was, I was studying to be an actress. So when I was a little kid, I was seven years old. I decided I was going to be an actress and um, I was in theater. I'm a singer. So I was in musicals my whole life and I got a degree in theater and I, I actually had a pretty 
successful career. And so as I was kind of beginning to realize, oh, I think I have anxiety and maybe I should go to therapy. And I was just for the first time kind of noticing like, hey, maybe it's okay that I'm like struggling and maybe I can do something about it. I was kind of like at the height of my acting career thus far. And I decided to move to New York City to really pursue that dream. Mm -hmm. So I moved to New York uh, without a job, not knowing anybody, completely starting over. And it was terrifying, but it was like the best decision I'd ever made because I it was the first decision that was big. And my family was like, you don't want to be in New York City. And everyone was like, you don't know anyone. You don't have a job. And I was like, I know I don't, but I got to go anyway. Um, so it was really the first decision that felt like me, but I couldn't explain it to anybody because um, I grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana, in this very small town, and nobody thought I'd be an actress or I could make it or I moved to New York. And I don't like big, I didn't think I liked big cities and all of that. Anyway, moved to New York City, absolutely loved it. I got out of that toxic relationship. I started making new friends and started um, going to therapy and really just began my own healing journey. And so as I was healing, I was acting and um, I was in over 40 productions in the city over a span of like three years. So I was really busy and excited and loving it. Um, and my day job was teaching little kids. So I was teaching like preschoolers art and music and singing and acting. And so I had a couple different jobs there. And long story short, I started nannying. So it was like childcare during the day and teaching, which I have a background in as well, but then acting at night. And so that's what I was doing for years. I was also exhausted <laughs> because I was like doing everything I loved, but there, there still was something missing throughout this that it was really like, I love what I'm doing and it's always what I've been wanting to do. And yet I don't feel totally fulfilled and I couldn't figure out why. And so I walked into my nannying job. I had a production that night. I had just gotten cast in a, a small film, like an indie film. I was really excited about that. So I walk into work at my nannying job, had all this stuff going on. And that day I started hearing about um, kind of COVID was going on and the pandemic might come over here. And around this time, I was I, I had decided to walk in that day and I was like, I'm going to give my notice for nannying that I'm not going to, I'm going to give them a three month notice. I'll stop nannying. They can find other child care because I wanted to explore teaching, but I wanted to work with adults. And so Coaching was kind of coming in, but I had never heard of coaching before, really. Like, I knew what a life coach was, but I didn't know anybody that had hired one. And so it was just kind of like I didn't know what I was doing, really. But I knew it had to be something different. That day, the the dad, you know, came home and was basically like, we're going on vacation for two weeks because we don't want to be in the city when this pandemic hits. So you have a two-week vacation that day. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm off for two weeks. Okay. It was kind of scary because I was like, wow, this must be serious. This family's leaving. So I said goodbye to the kids who I had nannied for two and a half years as an 18 month old and a newborn. Now they're toddlers and we're super close. Um, I said goodbye to them on a Thursday. And to this day, I have not seen them since because the whole city shut down. I immediately lost my job. I lost my production I was in. I lost my theater company. I got let go from the indie film because they shut down production. 
and everything stopped. And I quarantined in the middle of Manhattan in a studio apartment that is like the size of my like current bathroom now. It's like so small. Um, and it was just this crazy time of not knowing what was going to happen. So I was really grieving the loss of not only my job and my normalcy, but I was also grieving the loss of these kids that I had been really close to. I was grieving the loss of all this hard work I'd done to kind of grow up, grow, grow into the acting industry that got shut down. And all of a sudden there was like nothing. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to apply to online jobs and was going to start working remotely because that's what everyone was doing. And I just felt so lost. I, I can't even summarize how hard of how, how hard of a time I was going through. Um, but I started leaning on all my practices that I had learned from therapy, from healing. And it reminded me of that dark time in college when I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having like a breakdown. Like this is not my life. Except this time, instead of me choosing to have a new life, it was just kind of like thrust upon me as was it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there in that apartment for three months. I didn't go to get groceries. I didn't go anywhere. Like I was in that apartment, got them delivered. Like it was just such a crazy time of not being outside and the city was a wild place to quarantine. in. um, it was really hard and I could not get a job. I applied to hundreds of online jobs, like teaching English overseas and doing all of these things. And I didn't get a single job. I had no money coming in and it was just awful. And then I woke up one morning. This is literally how I became a life coach is right here. <laughs> I woke up one morning, I had an email sitting in my inbox that was stamped at 11, 11 AM the day before. And that's weird for me because every night before I go to sleep, my inbox is at zero. It's like one of my creepy, weird things that I just have to have my inbox at zero. And and it feels so good to have it at zero. So anyway, I know the night before I cleared out my inbox, it was at zero, woke up the next morning. And I was like, this is 11, 11 from yesterday morning. That doesn't make any sense. It was from a sender, like an unknown sender. Literally, I don't know who sent it to me. And the title of the email said, have you ever thought about becoming a life coach? Oh my God. I am not making this up. I have goosebumps even retelling it. It's exactly- Marketing works. (laughs) Right? It's like, that is literally exactly how it happened. And I was like, oh, oh. And it was more of just this feeling in my body where I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is interesting. So I'm like, I don't say anything because my, my partner is also quarantining with me. We're in this apartment together. And so I walk in to the kitchen to make myself a cup of coffee and it's 11, 11 AM that day. And I see it on the clock. And when I saw it again, it was just this feeling. And I, I swear, I just had this moment of clarity where I saw myself doing what I'm doing now. And I was like, that's what I'm meant to do. And So I literally, I went back in my little studio apartment from the, you know, from the corner kitchen, I made my coffee and walked across the room and to Sean, I'm like, Sean, um, I got this weird email and I was just like, what do you think about me being a life coach? And he was like, what is a life coach? Like, I don't know what that means, but I feel like you'd be great at it. And I was like, yeah. And so anyway, I literally Google life coach and I'm like reading what a life coach does and he's reading it with me. And he's kind of like, I feel like that's just who you are as a person. That's how you've always been. It's it that would be, you know, like that's what I do every day in my friendships and in my life. And so long story short, 
I got my life coaching certification. Um, that took me six months to complete. And probably somewhere in the middle of that, I started my Instagram page. So at first I was the perspective coach. Then I was, um, I don't even remember all the iterations, the perspective coach. I was, oh, soulmate within coaching. That's what I was for a while. Um, and so anyway, I was like trying on these different identities because it was so hard for me to try to say what kind of coach I was or what I did. So I've had so many iterations of my business. I could continue to go on and on and on and on. But one thing that's kind of the through line to now is that really it was my own personal healing that led me to be able to guide others through the same thing. And I just had this innate sense inside of me that was like, I've, I've gone through a lot of interesting things for someone that's as young as I am. And I don't feel like I went through all of that to just have it be for me. I know I'm supposed to guide others through this. So now being a life coach, it just makes sense that the spirituality or the synchronicity of 1111, that's kind of when I went on the spiritual awakening journey and I started doing tarot cards alongside my coaching journey. And they were so interconnected with the way that I became a life coach and the way that I got into my business that I can't separate the two. And for a while I tried to with business coaching and spiritual coaching. And after a while I was like, why do they have to be separate? Why can't I just do all of, be all of who I am and guide in the ways I'm meant to guide kind of all at once. So that's how it happened. That's like, it's just, it's crazy. It's hard to summarize like a probably five year at least journey into, you know, like a summary, but um, yeah. And the, the last thing I'll say is just that it's crazy too. looking back how much of my acting experience was actually me channeling mm -hmm. and being empathetic and using my kind of healing gifts in an artistic space and my ability to public speak, to connect and share with others storytelling. I know that's something you and I were talking about before we hopped on here, like just the passion of storytelling and hearing other people's stories, seeing other people's perspectives, you know, like having an objective view over a person's life or society, all of those things were preparing me for this work and it all is inter interconnected. So it's, yeah, it's weird to summarize your story, but that's how it happened for me. I, there is so much, so much there that we could, we could have a four hour long conversation about honestly, but you briefly mentioned it and, and I was thinking about it. So I started smiling as soon as you said it, because, um, I was going to say that your entire transformation came from your healing. Like that was the foundation for you becoming this version of who you are now. Be and I, and I wanted to point that out because so many times as women, we are made to feel bad about like, particularly, and I don't know if you've heard of these, but like so many people I know think that life coaching is like the dumbest thing ever. They're like, oh my God, those who need a life coach. And it, they just like roll their eyes and think it's so ridiculous. And it's like, how can anything be ridiculous or silly or stupid that brings about healing for someone from their trauma, from themselves, from any issues that they've got going on? Like, I, I just, 
I just kind of wanted to bust that like stereotype immediately because I think that's so important because I think there are women who won't seek that kind of healing because of the perspective it might put on them. Mm -hmm. And like, imagine what would have happened if you had done the same and you hadn't have sought like your own healing and made that a priority because you were now helping. I would wager hundreds, if not thousands, just on your Instagram page of women with your journey and your story. And if you had not gone down your path of healing, you know, yeah, Yeah. that's, that's the craziest part about it is knowing that. And that's why I believe so deeply that your business is a reflection of what's going on inside Mm -hmm. because it can make me cry talking about it, but every iteration of my business from start to now has only grown, changed, evolved, or become into existence by me finding different facets and and pieces of me. And so when people come to me and they're like, I want to experience healing, whether it's through coaching or a tarot reading or through a Reiki session or all of the above that it's business coaching. My philosophy on business is just, yeah, getting, getting to the heart of it, getting to the root of it. And I have been there. So I'm not a coach that's coming and being like, let me tell you the five things you need to do to, (laughs) you know, like get more organized. Like I can definitely help you get organized, but I'm less about saying, here are the five tips, do this. And I'm more about like, why do you feel disorganized? Mm. What part of you is feeling like you need to be something different than who you are? And just asking that question in general, people are like, oh, whoa, I've never thought about it that way. And it does, it inspires this conversation that is so much more than just checking things off of a to-do list. And especially with women or like feminine people, like just we're meant to be in flow. We're meant to be self-expressive and not contained, multidimensional, original, like kaleidoscopic. We're meant to be all of the things. And so trying to fit into this box of business or even this box of society that was like, let's face it, created by men because they are the only ones like, you know, allowed. Exactly. So, you know, it might not fit us. And I just think it's cool to create your own rules and do it your way and do it differently and do it with heart, do it with feelings. Like you can cry while you're, while you're like (laughs) making a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, a million bucks, right? Like it just, it doesn't have to look one way. Oh my God. I love that. And that was another thing I wanted to mention. Our journeys have been eerily similar. (laughs) Really? Yes. Uh, Toxic relationship in college, extreme anxiety, like panic attacks, anxiety, like couldn't sleep, Mm -hmm. Um, went through kind of a similar thing where I like, I remember looking at myself in the mirror and like, what is going on with you? Like, you cannot live your life like this the rest of your life. I was like afraid to do anything. Like the anxiety stopped me from living my life. It was debilitating, completely debilitating. I mean, I wouldn't hang out with friends unless I drove myself separately because I was terrified of having a panic attack in front of people and not having an escape route. Yeah. Like experiences. I, I mean, things I didn't do. I didn't study abroad. I didn't like it, it 
completely like shut me down. And the relationship I was in, it was a pattern of when I was in these anxious states, I was needier and in a more helpless, vulnerable position, which I then relied more on the person I was dating who, which like he loved that because that kept me close. You know, it was just this bizarre, like toxic thing, but it was, I swear it stole so many years of my life. Um, and it was just awful. So I really related to that. I mean, anxiety, I feel like sometimes people talk about it as like, oh, everybody's got anxiety. It's fine. Kind of a thing. But like, no, (laughs) it, it sucks. (laughs) It really does. I'm so sorry you experienced that. And I relate to that so deeply, like, especially needing to have like a exit route or a plan. Like if I'm going to have a panic attack, I need a way to get out of here. I did the same thing. And I think really that level of anxiety to me, what I've learned, and I learned this more, it like sunk in more recently, but to me, when I was having a panic attack, and I learned this through years of therapy also, but when I was having a panic attack, there was a part of me that I was trying to stuff down and suppress so deeply, whether it was anger, because I didn't have healthy representations of like feeling angry. So that wasn't a safe emotion for me to have or express. So whether it was anger I was suppressing or a desire, a need, feeling like I couldn't voice something, I would just stuff it down until my physical body literally was like, this is too much energy balled up in here. And then I would shake or I'd hyperventilate or I'd cry or I'd break out in these horrible rashes and hives like all over my neck and my my chest. I wouldn't eat. I lost so much weight just because I was constantly, it was like my stomach was just had butterflies in it all the time. And so I felt like whatever I ate, I was digesting it at like the snap of a finger, but I couldn't eat because I also felt sick. And yeah, the whole thing was awful, but that's, that is where the healing part comes in. And it's so important is being able to give yourself permission to express, to feel, and to kind of unbox ourselves. And it's almost like a Russian doll you know, where it's like, there's so many layers of that, that it's a journey and it takes time, but also like it's possible. And for me, that's what I just want other people to know that are feeling that way, whether it's anxiety or depression or any other feeling, guilt, resentment, like healing is possible. And I, I, I'm not someone special. I'm just a regular human being that decided to love myself or try and that transformed me. And so it's like, if I could make that decision, especially not now, but way back to where I was back then, if I could make that decision, then I know other people can too. And I wish I felt less alone going through it. And so if I could be that guide that I didn't have, that's everything. And it, it sounds like you can really relate to that too. Absolutely. I I relate to so much of that. The like feeling sick all the time. My anxiety would make me like nauseous to the point of throwing up. So it was like every single time the exact same ritual of like trying to go to sleep and not being able to sleep because I had so much anxiety. I was physically sick, physically ill. And so like it threw off my eating, my digestion, like all of that. And it was so horrible. So like 
here I am in college and I'm making all these friends and they'd be like, Oh, let's, let's have like a fun girls night sleepover kind of a thing. And I couldn't even do that. I couldn't even go over and have like a girl's night because I was so terrified that they were going to see my anxiety and my panic attack. And then I was going to lose all my friends. And it was just, it was a whole thing. And so I I wanted to reemphasize what you said about healing being possible because so many times we will think we are the exception to the rule with healing and that it's not possible for us because our issues are so much different or worse or fill in the blank than everybody else's. And so I'm not fixable. And I just, you know, to anyone listening to this, or if you're watching this on YouTube, it a hundred percent is possible. You're not the exception to the rule. There is no trauma or issue that you have going on that can't, that can't be helped, that can't be dealt with, that can't be what's the word I'm looking for? Just like let go discovered and let go. Yes. Yeah. You're so right. And I, I completely agree. It's reminding me of, um, it's reminding me of something that my Reiki master told me that really was like a catalyst for even deeper healing. But a lot of times when you look at your feelings and especially with anxiety or depression or feeling like you're really going through something, feeling like you're trapped, those feelings inside can't always be fixed with like a 3d solution. So you can get out of the toxic relationship. I did. I still experienced anxiety and I really thought that that was going to take care of it. I, you know, did all these other things or had, you know, I meditated, I had a weighted blanket, I used essential oils and I'm thinking these things are going to like heal me and they help absolutely. Like those tools were so vital for me and I'm so grateful for them. But sometimes an energetic problem or like an emotional dis-ease requires an energetic solution or an emotional solution. And so sometimes people think when we have these feelings that it's like, oh, I'll do this ritual or routine like journaling and I'll put a bandaid over it and I can move forward. But that what doesn't get addressed gets repeated. I say that all the time in my work, what doesn't get addressed gets repeated. So if you don't go and really feel the feelings that are in there, they'll keep bubbling up and resurfacing over and over and over until you really take a look at them. And this is something that I think is hard for people. It's scary for people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we are more afraid of like the feeling or we're more afraid of the healing than we actually are when it, when it happens, we're like, Oh my gosh, this is so easy. Like this feels so good. I wish I would have cried and let this out or like really took my anger out on a punching bag or screamed into a pillow. Like, I wish I really would have let myself feel all these things so long ago because it is that like acknowledging it and releasing it. And that's why I love including energy healing or tarot cards, like those kind of things in the work that I do, because it helps us get beneath the surface and give that energetic solution or give that like deeper lens to something that is deep and it's energetic, it's physical, it's spiritual. You know, you have to hit it on all of the layers and on all of the levels. And everyone's healing is different too. Everyone needs different things, which back to what we were saying earlier of like business coaching or like 
I made a million dollars. So here's what you can do to make a million dollars too, stress-free. There really is no one size fits all formula to healing. There is no one size fits all formula to success. There is no one size fits all formula to happiness. So you have to find what it is for you. Mm-hmm. You have to find what healing is for you, what success is for you, what happiness is for you. And as long as you're following your own blueprint, mm. you nail it. And so if people knew that that was possible, that they don't have to keep looking externally for the for the fix or for the specific advice, but they started tuning within and asking themselves or, mm. you know, with help or with guidance, you don't have to do it alone, even with community. That's why I love community. You turn in with support you will find that that healing is possible. Like that's when it happens. And it does come from you. It doesn't come from anyone else. Even if you do have a guide, like it comes from you. And like, oh, I'm so passionate about that. I I hear you because so many times and, and all the ads we see on social media, like as much as I love social media, I'm a social media strategist. My business is built on like social media, but like it can be so damaging to ourselves because of the constant message that you aren't enough as you are and you need my X, Y, Z to fix it. Yes. (laughs) And it really is within us. It really, truly is within us. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't, that there aren't helpful programs out there or there aren't helpful, you know, fill in the blank, whatever to, to help you, you know, achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve, but just, you know, approach those things with the knowledge that you are already enough as you are, as you sit in your pajamas, <laughs> on your couch, yes. with your cat on your lap, <laughs> <laughs> or however you are, like you are enough and everything you need is right in here. But like you said, you know, sometimes if you find the right person and working with them, it really like getting into that deep work, like sometimes you do need like a little bit of an outside perspective to help you get there. Yeah. And I think sometimes people need that permission to go there. And there's something about, I'm, I'm even this way too. I learn through sharing. Mm. And so for me, I need someone else to hold space for me to be able to share and to reflect. So I can journal, I can think about it in my mind. Like I have my own practices to help myself reflect, but there's something about someone I trust holding space for me to to see me openly, mm-hmm. that is just so, I just get it. I don't, the epiphanies always come in those moments. And so to be able to hold that space for others is really important. But something you said really sparked my curiosity. And I want to ask you a question. Sure. Because I've been noticing on, on social media in particular that there is kind of a shift happening within the coaching industry, within like the social media industry, that people are kind of getting tired of that like formulaic response to things and are more like, how can we be authentic? How can we be different? And obviously, just like you said, I'm also guilty of regurgitating things or of relying on what I've heard before. And that's something that I now am really deeply rooted in like making my, everything I do and put out I think of myself as an artist. So less of like a business owner and more of an artist. It just takes the confines off of like needing to be professional, needing to be ladylike, needing to sound smart. Like I just want to express myself and I trust that that's my work. So with you as well, I know you've had like this incredible journey of traveling and like nomadic living. And I know you said you've kind of taken a hiatus 
with social media a little bit too, as you're kind of figuring out how to, how to do both, like how to run your business and be in the social media space and also kind of take yourself out of those boxes. So how is that feeling for you right now? Like what's that experience like for you right now? Because I feel like you probably have so much wisdom to share, especially, you know, as a social media queen (laughs) that I'm just so interested to hear about your experience. You know, I, I have really been struggling with social media as a whole for the past, I would say since like May. Um, and I haven't had too much of a presence on social media this summer. Um, I, it was crazy busy, but outside of that, I just, I, I've just been so sick of so much of what I was seeing. And I, and you're going to know what I mean when I say this, cause you know how important authenticity is to me, but I, I didn't know how to show up authentically. And so I wasn't showing up. I'm like, until I feel like I'm showing up as my original self and not someone who is just 10 tips to boost your Instagram engagement, like that kind of bullshit. I was like, I just can't, I just can't, (laughs) I just cannot. Um, and so I've kind of, and that was, that was another thing that I was like, Ooh, I were like so similar. Cause you were talking about how with your account, you were so many different things and you were trying to figure out what kind of coach are you? How do you present yourself online? And it's difficult to do that in your teeny, teeny, teeny little Instagram bio. You know, how do you convey all that you are and all that you do? Because I'm like saying that I'm a social media strategist almost makes me vomit in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. So it's like, oh my God, that sounds so boring. I'm so much more than that. It's, you know, and it, and so it's, it's been a struggle for me, but I, I will tell you the past actually since, since Monday, cause I've been doing for the past three years, I have done more inner work and deep work in myself. And I don't even feel like I've touched the tip of the iceberg <laughs> on everything I need to do, but I have done so much work in that short time. Um, and I've just changed so much, but it's, yeah, no, I hear you. The, the, the social media space has, has gotten super toxic. Um, but yeah, this week I just, I don't know what it was. Something like clicked. And I was like, I felt called to start posting again. And so I've been posting daily this whole week. And so I've just been allowing that to happen rather than overthinking it or analyzing it too much or putting a label on it. Um, and have just allowed it to flow. So yeah, I think for anyone else who's struggling with that, because, you know, I think it comes down to, we feel like there's a right way or a wrong way to show up online. Mm -hmm. And so we think, oh, well, we can't do it this way because all the other types of businesses are in my niche do it this way. So I have to obviously show up like this, but actually you just need to show up as you with your quirks as you are, be that authentic person. Because as you said, that's, that's exactly like people are sick of the highlight reels. They're sick of the highlights of life. They want to see more real, more raw footage. And I will give you a firsthand example. So yesterday I, I, I don't often show my face 
a lot on, on my content because it just, oh my gosh, what does my hair look like? Oh my gosh, is my, do I need to put makeup on? Well, what if I don't put makeup on? People think I look sick. Like, <laughs> like how many women have had that happen to them? Oh, are you sick? No, I just didn't put mascara on today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, so it just, I, I ended up posting a reel yesterday of me with um the perks of being a nomad. There are so many neighborhood animals that just come to visit. They'll just, there's three cats here that wait for me in the morning to give them love. Oh. <laughs> it's the sweetest thing. And they were out visiting and the neighbor dog came over and they were fighting over me. And I'm like, I've never felt more happy in my life. <laughs> But I posted that video. The quality of the video is terrible. I'm shaking the camera. I'm trying to, it went viral in less than an hour. I was from zero to 36,000 views in an hour. What? No way. (laughs) And I was like, okay, people, we need to stop overanalyzing the content that we put out there. And we just need to put the shit out there because it's about the value that you're giving, not the quality of what you look like or the video recording. Like it's none of that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And what a beautiful takeaway, because again, we're like twins over here, but I had the same experience this summer where I was not online from like June through August, like literally until last week. I just, and I, I would post every now and again, I, I'd like show up on my stories or maybe say what I was doing, but it was all kind of personal life stuff. And I was busy, like behind the scenes with my clients, but with social media, I felt the exact same way where I was like, I want to show up authentically. And until I feel able to show up and be like, this is full throttle, unabashedly, unapologetically me, mm-hmm. I can't post. And I had like, captions written and I made graphics and I was still creating, but every time I went to click post, it was like, it's not time yet. It's just, it's not time yet. And I felt like I was in the mess of it. So how crazy that for you, it was like Monday, all of a sudden you were like, I'm being called to post. And for me, it was like last week, all of a sudden I was, I was like, it's time for me to show up and I'm ready. And I have this new vision and it does, it feels like I just threw out my own rule book. I literally wrote down a list of all of the things I've heard that I had to do, like how many times a week you should post all those things. And it is super helpful. And it is like, obvious, like I so deeply ingrained all of those rules, quote unquote rules. Mm-hmm. It's so deeply ingrained in me that I know all of those things. And I was going to give, like, I'm giving myself permission to not do that and just see what happens. Like what, what if I let my social media be a total enigma where I don't follow any of the things that I'm supposed to follow unless it feels good. Yes. And when I don't follow the rules, just be excited that like that is my natural expression and then if it goes viral just like you said then like hell yeah that's awesome but it's not it's not showing up that's not the point is getting more followers or going viral or having everybody see your stuff it's showing up to be expressed so I love how that is so deeply reflected also in your story and it's just like a little wink, nudge, nudge from the universe that it's like, Hey, more of this, please. You yes. know? And that's yes. awesome. You know, and I'll, I'll say this about like, cause I mean, how many times have we heard, Oh, you need to post, show up every single day on social media or like post one to three times a day or that kind of thing. And, you know, we hear a lot about consistency on social media. So when I work with my clients, 
because I, I had someone who was like, okay, I need to be posting twice a day. And I was like, twice a day. And I'm like, consistency does not mean constant. Your consistency can be three times a week. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't have to be, oh, the optimal times to post are at noon on Wednesdays. Like it doesn't have to be that because that's not going to matter when you are showing up authentically and focusing, particularly if you're a business owner on social media, if you are focusing on the value that you are giving your audience, the value of it, not, not just the sales part, that's actually secondary but when you're focusing on the value that you are delivering, there's no way that that's not going to be successful, regardless of however frequently you decide to post. Yes, that is so valuable. That is wisdom that I'm going <laughs> to take with me today. I love that. And it really is so true. I just feel like if you're being true to yourself and having fun. Yes, you're going to be successful no matter what. And so whether it's this video or that video or this post or that post, who cares? Like it's, it's happening. And more deeply than that, uh, you're just having a good time with it. I even, I have the other day, I looked at my like insights just randomly and, uh, was having fun looking through it. And I noticed the same thing that my reels that I posted, the ones that did the best (laughs) were ones that I spent 30 seconds making picked right. my favorite song that was right. not trending and was like, you know what? Click, you know? And then yes. it was like, it had like 56 shares, which is so crazy to me because I feel like shares are what happened the least, for, at least for my account. I don't know why, but I was like thrilled and I was looking through and I was like, this is so funny that some of the ones that I put the most time into that I thought, you know, had to be just right. right Right? It's like nobody saw them. And then the yeah. ones where I'm just living my life, having a good time, nothing to do with my business, yes. you know, just me walking outside barefoot in the grass has thousands of views. It's just, it, yeah, it's crazy how that works. You know, and that just goes to show you right there that people want to see more just like authentic, unedited content. They're Absolutely. of the Photoshopping of people's lives. Cause it's not just our faces or bodies that are Photoshopped, people will Photoshop, pardon my French, but the fuck out of their lives on social media. And it literally, I mean, I've had to unfollow some accounts because I'm like, this is ridiculous. Nobody's this happy. Like no one's life is this perfect. I can't take it. Show me the real, show me the shit. Show me you crying in your coffee because (laughs) of something that happened. Like I want to see the real stuff. And that is just the way that social media is going, people want to, they, they want to connect with you when they want to feel like you're a human being just like them. Yes. Yes. And you know what else, this is totally connecting me back to something you also said earlier about women being themselves and not having to feel this pressure to like show up with makeup or show up so prim and proper. And that's something I challenged myself way a long time ago. I really like don't wear makeup every day. I I maybe put makeup on once a week. And so when I felt this pressure to show up and like look good on camera or stuff, I was like, that's not me. Like I'm going to show up, you know, just how I am every day without planning. But I think especially with women, we want to be tapping into who we are and giving ourselves permission to not be perfect because number one, like 
the societal definition of perfect obviously doesn't exist, but then also like perfection is you. Perfection is you just as you are exactly who you are at every single moment. And that empowers us to just share and just have that freedom of self-expression, just Mm -hmm. let other people see your light and share your light. And so that's not just on social media. That is absolutely in the real world as well. Like, I just really think there is a revolution happening that I am like wanting to just (laughs) be a part of, but I do know it's like this collective thing, you know, but I really feel like women, especially too, it's like, we're tired of filtering ourselves. We're tired of trying to be desirable. We're we're tired of needing like everyone to like us. And so just like do what feels good to you. And I know for me, like I, I always love the aesthetics of like graphics and Instagram and stuff like that. So I love making my, especially this is like my new thing now, making my posts feel like a, an art piece. It's almost like a collage and I'm like sending it Reiki when I'm creating it and stuff. But the rawness is really in my words and in my captions. And yeah. I am just not available for watering down my message anymore or needing it to make sense to everybody. I'm going to say it how I say it and the people that get it, get it. And the people that are not for it, that is totally okay. You know, that's completely okay with me. It's just, we need, we need more of that. And um, that's why I'm challenging myself. It's like, be the change you want to see in the world, right? Like whatever you're desiring to have, like, try to be that. And so that's something that I'm really playing with and trying on right now. hundred percent. Oh my gosh. So many gems in this conversation. Um, so as we wrap up, um, I didn't know if there was anything else you wanted to just last minute words of wisdom, uh, for our listeners or our watchers on YouTube at all. Um, oh, this has been so amazing. Yeah, no, it has. Thank you so much again for just having me here and sharing your energy and your space with me. This has been incredible. And I think the only thing I just want to leave people with is don't be afraid to be fully you. Mm-hmm. And that's not just in the parts you like about yourself or the parts that are pretty or societally acceptable. Like, don't be afraid to dive into the deeper feelings, maybe the more difficult feelings, have those honest conversations with yourself and others, because not only does that free you, but it also heals you and healing is like the root of it all to me. So there's nothing more healing than stepping into your authenticity. And that's like the message I want to leave everyone with today. And I'm going to take it with me too. Cause like, wow, so powerful, such an inspiring conversation. Emily. Thank you. You are so welcome. I'm, I'm, thank you so much for being willing to come on and sharing your journey and being vulnerable and being open and honest and setting the example <laughs> of being the try. I love that. Thanks. That's so perfect. But again, thank you so much. And of course, I will plug all of Lindsay's information where you can find her on social media. She's Lindsay Marie Brown on Instagram, um, but she's also on TikTok as well. And she has a website with lots of different ways that you can work with her. And she's always coming up with amazing offers um, from tarot to Reiki to all kinds of amazing containers. So make sure you check her out and give her a follow. And thank you again, Lindsay, for being on the show. Of course. Thank you so much, Emily.